What the fuck is good, everyone? Um, like the Lakers series, I think this season is about a wrap. Uh, Corona's kind of coming to the league, just like it did the Trump White House. Um, I saw something online today or yesterday about how the Trump campaign was going to start to pivot and saying that Joe Biden wouldn't be able to handle Corona because he doesn't have experience getting it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, that's like me saying that Abby couldn't be commissioner of the league because she actually won the whole thing last year and actually knows how to manage a fucking team. Um, but before we kind of get into our week four recap and take a look back at what happened this past week, um, let's hear from a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Playtech Sport. Struggling to make it in Hollywood? Try out to be a tennis player in a Playtech Sport commercial. You can look completely unqualified, but you still get that paycheck. And hopefully, a year's supply worth of tampons, because the government really doesn't care about women. Playtech Sport. Pro women. Pro bad athletes. So I don't know if anyone's been uh, watching the NBA. Um, Last night, Lakers kind of basically wrapped up the series going up 3-1. But on Sunday, uh, a man by the name of Jim Jimmy Butler, Marquette grad, uh, Philadelphia 76er, Chicago Bull, former Minnesota Timberwolf, Wolf, Wolves, um, carried his team. Literally strapped a backpack upon himself, had a 40-point triple-double in what a lot of experts were saying was kind of one of the best finals games of all time by a non-superstar. Um, so to kind of celebrate Jimmy Butler extending the NBA season three more days until Friday as the Lakers inevitably wrap this shit up, um, I want to look back at the 10 most insane and interesting quotes of Jimmy Butler's career up to this point um, and then connect them to one of us uh, and how it kind of relates and how Jimmy's really speaking to us individually as part of our team, and how we can maybe use some of his motivation and his wise words uh, to maybe help some of us get our shit together. So here we go. Number 10. Jimmy once said, I play dominoes all the way until I got Bible study, and then I do Bible study. I go to the game, after the game, come home, dinner, dominoes until I go to sleep. I'm not joking. Jesse, I think it might be time to start playing some dominoes with Eddie and Conrad. Go to Bible study. I think this season might be over for you at this point. Number nine. Jimmy once said, you can lose. Michael Jordan lost, but that doesn't mean he wasn't the GOAT. I put Amy at about three to one odds to win after the draft. I said it during the draft. Everyone was giving me shit for it. Uh, Amy's number one in pickup, uh, wire, waiver wire pickups and truly number one in her hearts. I would call her the GOAT. My money's on her to still win, even though she lost this week. Number eight, Jimmy once said, we go on vacation, but we don't really care to go see Rome or anything. We just want to play dominoes. We like the fact that we can say, oh, we went to Rome. Well, what'd you do in Rome? Play dominoes. Jimmy loves dominoes almost as much as he loves basketball. And we know Conrad loves Jesse almost as, almost as much as he loves losing. Conrad, get some dominoes out. I think the season might be over. Number seven. It's the heart that I play with on every single possession, and that's all that it is. I think this has to be Abby, Miss 619 herself. 
I don't actually know your area code. I just Googled, I think you live in San Diego, but I know that the heart is still there. I really would appreciate some more shit talking from you, but I think at this point we can let it slide um, as you're out there in the 619. Number six, Jimmy once said, I play really hard. I put my body on the line every damn practice, every day in the game. That's my passion. That's how I give to the game. Sammy, she's just out here giving fat beatdowns. Is her team good? No. Does she put her body on the line every damn week? Not really. Does she have passion? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We spent 10 minutes on Monday night deciding whether she should play Gage or Jones when she was up 40, and it was pretty much a wrap for the week. Number five, uh, Jimmy once said, I'm a competitor. I'm in, I'm in here for talking. Come at me. If you score on me, I'm going to tap you on your butt. You got the best of me, but you got to do it every single time. Anna, it was your off week this week. 97 points. Lowest score of the season by far. Um, Anna, I think you just got to go tap some booty from a safe distance, obviously, and try to get back at it next week. Jimmy's got some white words. Go find some booty to tap. Number four, Jimmy once said, I don't like to be the face of the franchise. I just want to be part of it. And I think we have a really good team. When we start winning games, it's going to look a lot better. This is Kylie, man. She is the face of the franchise. She's the face of this league. And I really hope that she has a chance to maybe win some games and score some points this year. Uh, She might want to start trading, I don't know, with Donovan as Donovan is absolutely wrecking every single week. Number three. Jimmy once said, I've learned enough times in life that saying something is completely different than acting upon it. How the fuck is Emiliano Forno? This man has professed that he doesn't know what he's doing, but somehow, someway is Forno. I just, (laughs) I honestly really do not understand but he is acting completely different than what he's saying. So maybe he's got some sort of secret we don't know. Number two, Jimmy once said, everyone's so scared to be honest with one another. If you don't like the way I handle myself in practice, one of the players, come at me. Somebody say something, anything. I'm not going to take it as offense. I promise it's not personal. Donovan, you picked four kickers in this draft. We all gave you some type of shit. But he knew what his strategy was. Uh, First, move to New York. um, And then second, just pick up random players off of the waiver wire each week. So I just want to say on half of myself and the rest of everyone in this league, we apologize. And we take it back. You clearly knew a strategy, and it's really working out. Number one. Before I lay out the quote, I just want to give a quick anecdote. About uh, two years ago, um, Sammy and I went to a Minnesota Timberwolves basketball game. Um, and this was right after uh, Jimmy kind of had an outburst um, with the uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves when he was with uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. And <laughs> there was this thing that came out that he was just yelling and screaming at practice and took a bunch of like the third teamers and they beat all the starters in a game. And after practice, uh, as he was kind of walking off the court, he just started yelling, you fucking need me. You can't win without me. So when we went to this game, all I did was just from, uh, we were watching Jimmy play, I was just yelling, you fucking need me, you can't win without me. 
And I think the people around me were very annoyed um, and were thinking, we don't really need you. Please shut the fuck up. Um, so, you know, y'all, you need me to put content, content out each week that you don't really care about. Um, so I appreciate you needing me for this, this medium. Um, I just want to check to make sure that all of y'all got a voting plan. Uh, make sure you get those ballots in or how you're going to get to the polls, etc. cetera. Um, we need, uh, we need all nine more of us uh, to vote. So that is the recap for week four. After kind of listening back to this episode, um, I think people could make the devastating insult as you sound like you have marbles in your mouth and where's your fucking energy. Um, but this is tough, man. Like you forget like how much, like they say the camera loses 10 pounds. I'd say the audio recording takes your fucking energy down 10 pounds or whatever unit it is for audio decimals, whatever it is. Um, so as we do every week, we're going to end with the devastating insult of the week. Um, and I'm going to read a little excerpt from one of my favorite authors, Shea Serrano. Um, it's titled The Olive, Arden, Olive Garden Breadstick. We were all sitting at a table eating lunch together, and one of the twins and the baby were already in the middle of a roast session when they got to the table. The twin said to the baby, you're built like an Olive Garden breadstick, which I thought was very funny because the baby, who has a narrow and cylindrical chest, very much is built like an Olive Garden breadstick. The baby, a master at his game, immediately responded back. Your fingers look like mama's braids. And when he said that, I knew he was in I'm not fucking around today mode. The twin absorbed the blow, smiled as his brain served up a new insult to say, and then said to, said to the baby, your forehead is shaped like Nick Cortez. You have the same forehead as a bull terrier. The baby laughed. He's an animal expert, and he absolutely knows what a bull terrier looks like. And he quickly fired back. You look like a sunken, sunken ship. And listen, I don't know why I thought this was so funny, but I extremely did. I suspect it was because of how unexpected of an insult it was. I have probably heard, I would venture to guess, somewhere like 30,000 different insults over the course of my life. And yet, despite the depth of that archive, never once had I ever heard someone describe someone else's appearance as a sunken ship. Not even when Pirates of the Car Caribbean, Caribbean was in movie theaters. It was a genius pull by the baby. Anyway, the baby said, you look like a sunken ship, sunken ship, to which I laughed out loud. The baby heard me laugh, looked in my direction, scanned my entire existence, and then said, Daddy, you look like your shoes don't fit. Which, I mean, come on. That's one of those insults where when you hear it, you don't know exactly what it means, but you know that it was definitely devastating. I tried to back my way out of the confrontation, but it was too late. The baby had already decided that I needed to die. I said to the baby, leave me out of this, boy. I'm minding my own business. To which he replied, you look like you eat cereal for breakfast every day, <laughs> which again, fuck, what a blow. I don't know. I didn't know how to respond to it. And two days later, I still don't know how to respond to it. So do you know what I said to him? Do you know what I said to him when he said that to me? I'll tell you exactly what I said, because I'll never forget. I said nothing, not one goddamn word. I just sat there like a doofus whose shoes don't fit and who only eats cereal for breakfast. Have a good week. On to week five.